Moses 1 in its ancient context. The words of God. Moses 1, 1 through 7, 35, 40 through 42. Book of Moses, essay number 42. Moses 1 constitutes a self-contained literary unit and prologue to the Joseph Smith translation of the Bible, demarcated by an inclusio. The Latin word inclusio, literally an enclosing or closing in, serves as a technical term for a passage of scripture in which the opening phrase or idea is repeated, paraphrased, or otherwise returned to at the close. Furthermore, this inclusio begins with an insipit, another Latin term meaning it begins. An insipit, or an insipit title, is derived from the opening word for, or words of a text, and is typically provided in the absence of an official name for the title or of a work. In this case, the insipit is signaled by the following text the words of God, which he gave or spake unto Moses. While this seems to clearly mark the beginning of the inclusio, one could plausibly argue for the closing bracket that occurs in any one of three adjacent texts. The first possible closing bracket occurs in Moses 1.40. And now, Moses, my son, I will speak unto thee concerning this earth upon which thou standest, and thou shalt write the things, words, which I shall speak. The second candidate for a closing bracket comprises part of the parenthetically open statement in Moses 1.42, These words were spoken unto Moses in the mount. This option works if one counts the words in this verse as part of the vision. The third potential closing bracket is found in Moses 2.1a, Write the words which I shall speak. Under any of these three scenarios, the Moses 1, or Moses 1.1-2a text, with its inclusio, establishes a dominant theme that threads its way throughout the early chapters of JST Genesis, namely the divine word and its efficacy. The opening phrase, the words of God which he spake unto Moses, looks and fun functions much like the insipid of the book of Deuteronomy. Quote, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel. End of quote. In both Deuteronomy and the vision of Moses, the insipid title establishes a claim of divine authority for what follows. In the vision of Moses, quote, the words of God, it claims divine authority for not only the account of Moses' vision, but also for the subsequent revelation and its inspired textual recuperations. Moreover, the insipid, the words of God which he spake unto Moses, together with the subsequent temporal clause at a time when Moses was caught up to an exceedingly high mountain, establishes a temple context for the vision, recorded in verses 2 through 9, the temptation that follows in verses 12 through 23, and the second grander vision, which begins thereafter in verses 24 through 41. Additional repetition of words and phrases within Moses 1 emphasizes that the endlessness of God's works are mirrored in the ceaselessness or endlessness of God's words. This tight genetic pairing begins with the Lord's declaration to Moses in the first vision, and behold, thou art my son, wherefore look, and I will show thee the workmanship of mine hand, but not all, for my works are without end, and also my words, for they never cease. The Lord reiterates and reinforces this idea to Moses in the second vision, when he states that in the OT1 Moses, manuscript of Moses 1, 38-39, quote, And as one earth shall pass away, and the heavens thereof, even so shall another come, and there is no end to my works, neither to my words. For behold, this is my work to my glory, the immortality and eternal life of man. End of quote. 
This is one of thus one of the most noteworthy aspects of the divine word or language theme in the Book of Moses is that the narrative directly links the endlessness of God's works and words to the notion of endless scriptural words. This theme directly bears on what we recognize today as the notion of an open-ended concept of scripture. The Lord commanded Moses to write the words spoken on this occasion, words with intrinsic sacral and authoritative character. Quote, and now, Moses, my son, I will speak unto thee concerning this earth upon which thou standest, and thou shalt write those things, words, which I shall speak. Nevertheless, he also anticipated the human diminution of those written words during a process of textual transmission at the hands of unbelieving tradents. And in the day when the children of men shall esteem my words as not, and take many of them away from the book which thou shalt write, Behold, I will raise up another like unto thee, and they shall be had again among the children of men, among as many as shall believe. As has been noted elsewhere, the Lord's words in Moses 1.41 anticipate a future taking away or diminution of these same words, similar to the diminution of the divine word and anticipated in the Deuteronomic iterations of the so-called canon formula. Moses charges Israel, ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. This type of text has sometimes been called a canon formula because it makes clear that the intent is to preclude both literary and doctrinal innovation by safeguarding the textual status quo. Some scholars also refer to it uh, differently as a text-securing formula something like the ancient equivalent of today's digital signatures that can be used to protect the integrity of a document. The Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic canon formula, in turn, constitutes the source of the more famous canon formula in Revelation 22, 18 and 19. Quote, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. End of quote. The Lord's earlier statement, that his words have no end and never cease, become the basis for his promise that they shall be had again, in other words, re-added. By implication, human efforts to take many of them away from the book which Moses would write, and from future repositories of the divine words, or otherwise limit them through a closed canon, will ultimately fail. In sum, the view of the written word presented at the outset of the Book of Moses is that the Lord's words can be taken away or otherwise diminished in their human repositories by human custodians. Nevertheless, these words shall be had again, and as this revelation will later emphasize, they must be fulfilled.